welcome tonight to the Blessings by Grace Radio Hour, Food for the Soul, Bible Study Ministry. Tonight you're in the studio with Dr. Bishop Alfred Moore. He is a critically acclaimed bishop, founder and overseer of the Greater All Nations Pentecost Church of Jesus Christ, conveniently located at 8516 South Thompson Avenue, Los Angeles, California, 90001. Tonight, ladies and gentlemen, Dr. Moore will be bringing you a message from Thus Saith the Lord. He will be preaching and teaching the mighty word of God tonight. We are blessed to be in the presence of the Lord tonight, and we are thanking God that he has given us yet another day to wake up with our limbs in usage, and on our right minds and steadily on our feet today. So if God woke you up and you're ready to land, let's give him a praise, hallelujah, because God did not have to wake you up, but he chose himself to wake you up this morning. And because he woke you up, you were able to enjoy your day. I don't know where you are in the world, Radio Atlanta says you could be out of the United States, in the United States, it doesn't matter. If the Lord woke you up, that is a good enough reason to say thank you, Jesus, for my wake up today. Because somebody didn't wake up, but you woke up, and if you didn't get no bad news today, if you made it to work on time, if you did what you needed to do today without any hiccups, God did it. God bless you. It was all him. And for that, you need to say, Lord, I thank you. Keep me covered under the blood, Lord, I thank you. And at the radio show, we hear our praying for everybody on our, na- on our national master prayer list. We're praying for all the bereaved. We're praying for the sick and the shut-in, those behind the prison walls, and any and everybody in between. So Wednesday night, call in at 9.30. Don't be ashamed of calling in after prayer. You can call in anonymously if you need to, but just call on in and get on this mighty prayer line because God, answers prayers. He's in the blessing business and he will answer your prayer. The faith of man of a mustard seed is all you need and God will always intercede. He's done it for me. He's done it for Dr. Bishop more. He'll do it for you. All the same because God loves each and every one of us because we are his special chosen children. And if you want to know why God loves you so much, tune in every Thursday to his radio broadcast because guess what? Dr. Bishop more will tell you why. He will give you the mighty word that comes from none other than the matchless name of Jesus Christ. And what you need to know is that Jesus Christ, he died on a cross for a dying world like us, so we will have an eternal right to the tree of life. And all he wants to return is for us to obey his word, repent wholeheartedly, get baptized in the matchless name of Jesus Christ, seek and speak in an unknown tongue, and God will do the rest. And ladies and gentlemen, my bishop and pastor, our host for the evening, Dr. Bishop Alphamore. God bless everybody. God bless you, my announcer tonight, amen, for bringing us on tonight, amen. This is Thursday night, and praise the Lord, as my announcer has said, we're going to bring you food for thoughts tonight. We want to feed your soul tonight, praise the Lord. It is certainly a blessing, amen, is to be able, is to come to be on air once again, and we give all praises to Jesus for allowing us to be on air, and thank God for Blog Talk Radio opening up the way for this avenue for us to preach and teach the Word of God. We're going to get right into the Word of God tonight. Thank the Lord for all of our listeners, amen, that is continuing to pray for us, and we want to let you know, listeners, amen, your prayers is not in vain. 
the Lord has done a miraculous thing through this broadcast. And, amen, through your support, he's continuing to bless us, and he's opening doors, amen, that we might share this gospel in all the world. And that is, amen, a mighty miracle. That's a mighty step to say that, amen, is to share this gospel in all the world. But by your support, amen, and these doors are being open, amen, we are being heard all over the world, and we want to preach the word of God, nothing but the word of God. Let us turn our Bibles tonight, amen, to Philippians chapter 2, verse 1 through 11. And the reason says, if there be therefore any consolation in Christ, if any comfort of love, if any fellowship of the Spirit, if any bowels of mercy, Forfear ye my joy that ye be like minded, having the love being of one accord, of one mind. Let nothing be done through strife or vainglory, but in the lowness of the mind, let each esteem others better than themselves. Look not every man on his own thing, but every man also on the things of others. Let this mind be in you, which was also in Christ Jesus, whom being in the form of God, thought it not robbery to be equal with God, but made himself of no reputation, and took upon him the form of a servant, and was made in the likeness of man, and being found in fashion as a man, he humbled himself and became obedient unto death, even the death of the cross. Wherefore God has highly exalted him and gave him a name which is above every name, that at the name of Jesus every knee shall bow of things in heaven and things in earth and things under the earth, and that every tongue shall confess that Jesus Christ is Lord to the glory of the Father. I read you, amen, Philippians 2, 1 through 11. And we want to talk about tonight having the mind of Jesus, having the mind of Jesus. When we are born again and the Lord has changed us, we ought to put on the mind of Jesus. Our old mind that we normally had, we should crucify and bury it because we are new creatures in Christ Jesus. Even though Jesus was God incarnated, he was willing to humble completely with the unpleasant element and association, amen, with his mission on earth. He taught us to put the kingdom of God and the need of others above our own goal and comfort. This is, amen, what it means tonight, amen, by having 
the mind of Jesus Christ, we want to think of others more than we do ourselves. And I'm afraid, amen, we have a problem in that area. Even though we read our word and we claim to be Christians, but when it comes down to putting others before ourselves, we, we have a problem of submitting ourselves to other people. But Jesus, even even though Jesus was God, can't get no higher than that, incarnated in the flesh. He humbled himself. Philippians 2 and 5 said, let this mind be in you. I'm speaking to Christians, which was also in Christ Jesus. You've got to have the same kind of mind that Jesus had when he was, amen, here 2,000 years ago. He put mankind before he put himself. And certain amen, there were nobody never will be like Jesus. The powerful selection, amen, of the scripture defined the option goal of every Christian. It is one of mankind's greatest challenges. Paul wrote the Philippians. He invited them to make a great transition from living for themselves to live for God. Every believer tonight, I want to say you ought to live not for yourself, but live for others. Let mankind see your life that Jesus Christ have placed in you. And turn from that wicked way and glorify your Father, which is in heaven. This tremendous challenge yields the fruit of great fulfillment in this life. And ultimately, even in eternal life. God has not called us out of darkness. God has Call us out of darkness into his marvelous light. Now, amen. Children of God, we are not in darkness. We're not living in darkness. We're not walking in darkness. We're not obeying darkness. God has called us out of darkness into his marvelous light. Find that in 1 Peter 2 and 9. The day we step from the blind darkness of this world, with this devastation desire and its self-motivation, the goal, we enter a new dimension. When we turn loose this old world, we enter a new dimension. We are new creatures in Christ Jesus. All things that we used to do, we just don't do them no more. We don't have a desire to want to follow the ways of the world anymore when you really come into Jesus Christ. Now, if you have a problem in that area, I would suggest go back and seek the Lord again. Because you may not got delivered as much as you thought you had. But when you really get delivered, you don't desire to go and follow the world anymore. We begin to expand mentally and spiritually 
We grow to understand the utmost benefit of good. We understand, amen, what is good. We grow in Jesus. In addition, the dilemma of right and wrong, we understand what right and wrong really is. And we know we can't take two sides. You're either going to choose what's right, if it's right, and you're going to stand against wrongness if it's wrong. No matter who who it is, amen, who we face and amen, if they're wrong, if you're wrong, you're just wrong. And there are many of my Christians out there still walking in the ways of the world, but the Bible tells us, amen, when you find the light, when you come into the knowledge of who Jesus Christ is, change your ways. God's grace is sufficient for us. God endows us with spiritually perception. And his grace empowers us to become effectively in the pursuit of moral living. God wants us, amen, to live right. Care about yourself. Care about your body. Care about your neighbor. Just don't think about yourself. As the world we're living in now, think about this untidy world, amen, with so many of our young people is running around that don't know about nothing about Jesus, but care about them, care about them. Do what you can to try to show them that there is a better way to live than to follow this whole world. Albeit, when he, the spirit of truth, has come, And when, amen, Jesus come to you in the spirit of the Holy Ghost, he will guide you into all truth. Amen. Amen. The spirit of truth is here right here on earth, and it will teach you. It will instruct you. You may not even know how to read, but I tell you, amen, by the power of Jesus and by the authority, amen, that Jesus has invested in me, the spirit of truth will teach you what you don't know. It'll cause you to pronounce things or words that you didn't think you could even pronounce. You find that in St. John 6 and 33, 6 and 13, I'm sorry. To pursue on Christ's likeness is a definite goal. It's a journey with two perspectives where God leads and we follow. Remember, don't get ahead of your Savior. Let the Holy Spirit lead you. Let the Lord lead you, and we follow the Holy Spirit. Don't, amen, get above the Holy Spirit and think you know more than the Lord himself. The focus of our desire, amen, must be to change and to have a willingness to follow God. Amen. Our, our desire, man, is to have a change in our life, a change in our walk, a change in our thought, and we are willing to understand the ways of the Lord. A mature Christian, we must take positive action steps towards God and his divine precepts. Amen. We're not children anymore. Paul said, when I was a child, 
I thought as a child. I acted like a child. But when I come to be a man, when I come to be mature, when I come to understand what right and wrong really was, I laid childish things down. I put them away. Foolish and idle and carnal-minded things. I put those things away. Now I have come to be grown, and I'm still growing in Jesus Christ. Because truly Christ's life is only possible with the help of the Spirit. You can't you can't be a man like Christ without the help of the Holy Spirit. And I love to utter these words of Amen, the one of the rulers of the Jews, Amen, that was very inspired by the Jewish culture, Amen. Jesus told Nicodemus, you must be born again. You must change your ways, Nicodemus. And he, all the knowledge that he had to learn, he still was calm-minded. He didn't understand what Jesus meant by being born again. He said, how, how can a man be born again when he's old? Jesus let him know that is other flesh is other flesh. But this is other spirit is other spirit. We must have a change when we come to Jesus Christ. We were born in sin and we were shaped in iniquity. And amen, in order, amen, for us to see Jesus, we got to be born out of sin. Let this mind be in you tonight. That was also in Christ Jesus. Jesus set a special example for us to follow. There was no gall found in his mouth. There was no corruption about him. He humbled himself in every way that there was to be an example for you and I. Because we are all as an unclean thing, and all of our righteousness are filter rays. In the sight of God, all of our righteousness that we're trying to be righteous on, they are as filter rays in the sight of the Lord. God can pick us up from our depravity condition and teach us through the spirit, the truth, and prove principles that will yield eternal life. That's my goal tonight. I'm not seeking for temporary life, but amen. I'm seeking the Lord for eternal life. And I find out, even I didn't confess Jesus as my Lord and Savior, I must strive every day of my life to maintain, to be mature in him, to live righteous, to overcome the old flesh. I I can't just accept him and and then, amen, let it go and go back to my old self and my old ways and say, Jesus, love me. No, it don't work that way. The enemy out in, amen, the greatest enemy is you, your own self. 
The enemy is out to destroy you. That is your flesh. Your your flesh is your greatest enemy. When nobody else, amen, is bothering you and trying to throw you off the track, your flesh is trying to control you. Our goal is one to recognize the the effectiveness of the principles of God's principles that will always produce life and extend hope when we put them into practice. If we give Jesus Christ the prime place in our life, he will form the day forward, making our life more productive. You give a man the Lord the prime place in your life, and your life will become more productive. You won't say you don't, you won't have, amen, anything to do. The Lord will fill your little life with so many things to do, you won't have time to look back into this old world. Therefore, if any man be in Christ, if any man or any woman be in Christ, he is a new creator. Old things are passed away, and behold, all things become new. 2 Corinthians 5 and 17. We can be certain that God will create in us a brand new, wonderful life. Amen. When you come to Jesus, the Lord has created in you a brand new life. All life has passed away. I think about some of the things, amen, when I was a young man, when I didn't know Jesus, that I did, and I didn't think it was no harm. But now as I have grown in Christ, I'm ashamed of some of the things that I've done. Thank God for his mercy and his goodness. The Lord, forgive us for all of our sins that we have done. Until you and I go and sin no more. Exhaustion to obey the Lord. Amen. We must obey the Lord. The reader can easily sense the fatherness, affection, Paul had for the church. I'm wondering, amen, tonight as believers, are you concerned about the body of Jesus Christ? Don't be concerned just about your congregation, amen. Thank God for your congregation, but reach out, amen, and thank God for the body of Jesus Christ. All over the face of the earth, I pray for men and women kind. My God, that we can have the mind of Jesus Christ. We are a body. And I cannot say that it has no need of the hand. Nor can the mouth say it doesn't have any need of the feet. The body needs one another. And as we are the body of Jesus Christ, we must exalt to be obedient to the will of the Lord. 
Paul was, amen, concerning about, amen, the church in the opening statement of Philippians chapter 2. Paul gave an admonishing plea from his heart for the church to be of one mind. Amen. I am, amen, giving that admonishing tonight. Church, let us be of one mind. There is one Lord, there is one faith, and there is one baptism. Let's be of one mind. That is something the devil don't want to see the believers do, is to get on one mind. Because where, amen, there is unity, there is strength. The verses, amen, that follows, it talks that the unity is a necessary agent in the performance of the work of God. Unity, unity. Come, amen. Let's come together like never before. I don't care what we done facing in the, in the past, amen. I don't care what we done ran across, how many mistakes have been made, amen. When you know better, do better. Let's come together. Let's come together like never before. Unity is a powerful principle that is possible only when selfish motives are removed, when you don't have no selfish motive. It's too many selfish Christians in, amen, right in the church where you are worshiping at. It's the reason, amen, a lot of God's work cannot be done. We got too many selfish Christians, amen, right among us. They are not going to do it and don't want to see you do it. And that's going to help you to advance in the kingdom of our Savior. But that's not the mind of Jesus. Jesus thought of others more than he thought of himself. When kingdom-minded men and women put God called before their personal goal, unity is the next thing that they achieve. You can move mountains. Amen. If you put kingdom-minded people, if you put God first, and you come together in unity, you can move many mountains that is in this world, amen, that is building up against us. If we come against the force of Satan, but we got to stand together. Stand therefore in the liberty, whereas Christ has made you free, and let us not be entangled again with the yoke of bondage. Come on, children. We must stand. If you ever has took a stand, stand now. And when you understood all, you can stand. Stand some more. The old people used to say, "If you can't, if you can't go forward, don't go back. Or stand still and mark time. Don't go back. Don't go back. Don't look backwards. Amen. There's nothing for us to look backwards to. Let's press on toward the mark of a higher calling, which is in Christ Jesus, our Lord." Be like-minded. Let's be like, amen. Let's have the same mind that Jesus had when Jesus was here walking the earth, teaching the word of God. In the first phrase of his plea, Paul asked the church to think alike. Come on. The church must think alike. Let's have the same mind when we, when we go into something, amen, to get something to do for the Lord. Let us have the same mind. There's too many churches full, 
fall against one another. If it's not their way, they are not going to agree. But I'm talking about real mature believers that understand the value of salvation. Let us come together like never before and build the kingdom of Jesus Christ. We don't have but a short time to do this, but put your different behind you, and let's build the kingdom of Jesus Christ. The only way this was possible was their maturity, adoption of a common standard. And the common standard, amen, is the word of God. Now, amen, every believer ought to be able is to touch and agree on the word of God. And if you don't agree on the word of God, you're not a believer. Many things, amen, that have not been revealed to some of you, amen. Listen, don't stop believing. God will reveal even that unto you that you don't know. If you're sincere and you're real in your heart, just continue to study his word, and the Lord will reveal those hidden things to you. It is given unto you to know the mystery. The mystery does not come to all of us overnight. We have to grow into it. We have to study. We have to fast and we have to pray. Stay before the Lord. We have to meditate, concentrate on the word of God. Beyond that, an individual must be willing to receive the teaching of his pastor. Get under somebody, amen, that has some wisdom. That they'll study the word of God so you can learn thereby. Get under a good pastor that teaches sound doctrine. Not to your liking, but amen, teach you, amen, things that you don't like. The book of George ends with a tragic statement. In those days there was no king in Israel. Every man did that which was right in his own eyes. Jerry's 21 and 25. Listen, it wasn't no king in Israel. It wasn't nobody, amen, is to tell the people that they were done wrong. And every man did what he wanted to do, amen, in his own sight and called it right. Thank God today, amen, we have the Holy Spirit is left here to teach us what is right from wrong. It's a bad thing to be in a world where there is nobody is to give you instruction and give you right instruction. The word that amen describes this attitude is anarchy, meaning there is no guiding authority. No one to guide you. No authority. Rebellious people that find that attitude appealing. But it was all, it, it, it always ends in tragedy. If you don't have nothing to lead you, instruct you, you're going to always end in tragedy. If you don't put the Lord himself out of your life, you will end up in tragedy. Even, amen, we think that we know. 
And there is a way that seems righteous to a man, but the end thereof is death. There is not but one real way, and Jesus said, I am the way, I am the truth, and I am the life. Although God is utterly, he's the foundation rock of moral and emotional stability. Unity results when each person is accountable to and submit to godly leadership. Amen. You got to be accountable. And you got to submit to godly leadership, not any kind of leadership, but godly leadership. It is imperatively that care and Christian, they love be a base a he within any group of Christ oriented belief. If a church is even going to mature as a vital product, church family, love must be in action. You can't, amen, run no church without love. I don't care how many gifts you have, amen, in the body of Jesus Christ, how wonderful those gifts is if you don't have love. You can't operate in God's family. Paul clearly declared in 1 Corinthians chapter 13 that all of the motions of religion are worthless and they are not seasoned and bound together by selfish Christian love. We must have the love of Jesus Christ. You can sing like an angel, preach like Paul, but if you don't have the love of Jesus, you don't have nothing at all. If you can't look money another in the face and tell them, I love you, brother, I love you, sister, and mean that thing from your heart, you just honor him with your lips, but your heart is far from it. If he forgave us and still forgiven us for what we have done wrong. You mean to tell me you can't forgive your brother and sister, no matter what race, what creed, what color they are? Love don't see a color. Love sees the hope and mercy of God upon every human race. Love one another. Think about others more than you do yourself. The initial Christian love we receive with the new birth experience is a gift of God. It is supernatural. Amen. We got a supernatural love. Amen. We got a love beyond human love. We got that love. Amen. That we call a godly love that no matter what you do to us, how you talk about it, we're going to love you anyway with a pure love. Only the pure in heart, for they shall see God. If you have not found that kind of love in your Christian experience, ask the Lord is to reveal itself to you. 
because that, that is him. He is love. It's higher than any common human emotion and reason. I'm talking about this love that Jesus gives us. It's higher than any common and emotional reason. You can't measure this godly love, amen, that the Lord has given us. All you know, you can just love those that despitefully use you, amen. You can love those that you know, amen, don't really love you. You can love them anyway. If creating love were hate and envy one's life, it gives us the ability to love those deeded unlovable. Empowers us to forgive and teach us to give people the benefit of the doubt. When we are wrong, it's way the wonderful spirit and heal the views in our life. Love, amen. It, it, it heals the views of the life. Love casts out a multitude of faults. I often repeat Jesus' word, God so loved the world that, amen, he, he gave his only begotten son to a, a world, amen, that had denied him a world, amen, that was not really fitting to die. God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son that whosoever just believe in him shall not perish but have eternal life. It's a food for thoughts tonight. You think of these amen words, and it, it'll carry you until the next week. To love those who deem unlovable, it empowers us to forgive and teaches us to give people the benefit of the doubt when we are wrong. It slays the wounded spirit and heals the bruising of life. It is the utterly bounded agent between individuals, the intellect. It is a miracle from God that enables us to live with others and with God in a peaceful and a harmonized manner. That's what love do. Love let us live with one another. It is that, amen, that is the love of Jesus Christ to come into our heart and change our way and allow us to live among one another. In this 13th chapter of 1 Corinthians, amen, Paul defines selfish love or charity. Charity, charity suffers long. Charity is kind. Charity envies not. Charity bought not itself. It's not fucked up. It does not behave unseemly. It seeks not her own. It is not easily provoked. It thinks no evil. Rejoice not in iniquity, but rejoice in truth. Bearing all things, believing all things, hoping all things, enduring all things. Charity never fails. The love of Jesus never fails. Thank God, amen, what keeps us going on every day. 
Amen. It's the love of Jesus Christ. Amen. Praying for one another. The third thing, amen, the apostle appeared or in verse 2 of the second chapter of Philippians, walk for the church to be of one accord. Lord Jesus, if we can if we can get the church on one accord, let, let all the church be truthful among itself. Be truthful unto the Lord when you testify, when you preach, when you sing, when you shout, when you clap your hand. Let it be of truth. One of the most wonderful things that can happen is when a church or other group of people become unified in spirit and purpose. Let us come together and let us glorify the name of Jesus. Amen. We are not an island. We are not alone. We are our brother keeper. Let's come together. I'd be glad to have you. Come on now. Amen. And worship the Lord with us. Anytime. Unity among diverse is achievable when we have a common focus. Yes, amen, we may disagree, but listen, when we come together and have a common focus, we cannot rule that difficult thing, amen, that was once standing in our way, keeping us apart from coming together. Let's come together. Let's come. Let's reason together, says the Lord. Our link to common ideas is through faith in Jesus Christ. Amen. If you believe in Jesus Christ and I believe in Jesus Christ, we all common ground. We all common ground, and Jesus Christ will build us through that. Amen. If we can stay on common ground, and willingness, willingness to humble, consider the need of others. Amen. Willing to humble yourself, amen. You you might know something, amen, more than somebody else, but humble yourself. Come down to that personal level and understand where that person is coming from. Worship the Lord with them to the best of your ability. Don't think you know it all. Don't 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 think, amen. Your gift is greater than anybody else's. The biblical example, amen, of the Tao of Babylon. Is one of the most instructive examples of the power of unity. Amen. You know the story of the Tower of Babylon, amen. They were going to build a tower into heaven because they had one language, one language. And they all understood each other, and they all knew, amen, what they, amen, were trying to do. And they were going to build a tower in the heaven, amen. And God had to change the language because unity was there. The people were out of the will of God in what they were trying to achieve. Now, amen, they were out of the will of God, but they had unity. 
but they possible, uh, but they possessed in unity. And the Lord said, "Behold, the people is one." Oh, it's good to have, Amen. One, my God, there is nothing no better, Amen, than being in your church, and everybody, Amen, be of one mind and be of one accord. It may be a thousand of you, and it may be ten of you in there, but amen, all of those ten or thousand sound like it's one in the church. That is one of the most beautiful and eloquent spirits that amen you can possess when you are in the body of Jesus Christ. The people is one, and they have all one language. You know that, amen, that is what the church ought to have in the body of Jesus Christ. We ought to have one common language. And this they begin to do, and now nothing will be resisted from them which they have imagined to do. Anything they imagine to do, they can do it because they got unity. This is why the Antichrist, amen, is going to come to the world. And going to try to possess everyone, amen, to be of him. He knows where there is unity, amen. He can basically do what he want to do. It's not going, not going to happen, amen, that he can do it. But that's what he's after. He's after unity. One world government. What an alarming instruction statement. If a group of people live without regarding to God and his will can do anything they imagine to do, what wonderful could it be achieved if Christians would pull together in perfect unity? How strong could we be? Could we overthrow, amen, the thing that's going on in America right now? Yes. If we all could be of unity and of the faith of Jesus Christ, we could overthrow. But we don't have that unity. We're struggling. We're fighting. We're devouring one another. It is no wonder, amen, that the devil worked so hard to pull those trying to live righteous in a different direction. The devil, amen, he working hard to keep us separated. Jesus prayed that they may be one, even as we are one, St. John 17 and 22. Jesus prayed, amen, to the Father when he was here. Father, make them one as we are one. Because he knew, amen, if the church be of one mind and be of one accord, amen, his work could be done. We should be diligent, amen, making that our prayer and our practice, amen, that we can be one in the body of Jesus Christ. Effectually is one of the greatest benefits of Walking with God due to many adversaries, life, deals, and individual faith and zeal can become erroneous. While in the midst of our adversaries, 
Our adversary is the devil. One, amen, may find it's hard to believe that God's work is being about the best at that point. Prayer results in strength and in the power of God. Amen. You may not, amen. You may not think, amen, God's work is being the best, but amen. Ever what you've done now, that's what's going to stand. Satan can't destroy the works of Jesus Christ. He, he can stop and he can hinder it, but he can't destroy it. Deeper in the heart of an individual is a desire for the fellowship and approval of God. Amen. There, amen. Mankind love to worship something. And they are hungry for, amen, God. They are hungry for God. So, amen, they may turn to the wrong God, but they are hungry to worship something. But, my beloved, let this mind be in you, which was also in Christ Jesus. I'm going to say turn to Jesus. If you're hungry to worship something, worship your creator. Nothing is quite so satisfying and personal, edifying as a knowledge that one has God approval. Do you have God approval in your life tonight? When a person confirms to the wise and affection value of God, his inner being finds perfect peace and feels a tremendous sense of security. Amen. In your soul tonight, do you have a tremendous peace of security regardless of what's going on? In the world, regardless of what the news is saying, regardless, amen, what the things are happening around us, do you have a sense of secure peace? Jesus said, my peace I leave with you. Not as the world have, but my peace I give unto you. You ought to have a sense of secure peace, amen, within you right now. Amen. Every believer tonight is praying, amen, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Christ, amen, Jesus Christ, he humbled himself. Jesus humbled himself. Somebody that did not have to humble himself, amen. Jesus humbled himself, who being in the form of God, thought it was not robber to be equal with God, Philippians 2, and six. Although Jesus was God, he humbled himself. God bore the humanity and rejection of the cross for mankind while in the day of his flood. God did that. Almighty God that created us. He humbled himself. And so done, he set a powerful proceeding for humanity with this undeniable statement of agape love. He set us an example. He set us an example. We can humble ourselves, amen. If you so desire to be humble, amen, Jesus will make you humble. You say, I can't help it. Uh, Bishop, I have to do this here. It's just so powerful. No, you can't help it. If you want to be kept, you can be kept by the power of the Lord. Jesus says, the disciple is not above his master, 
other words that Jesus was telling his disciples, if I humble myself and I am God, you can humble yourself. You can come to be submission to my will. As I come to be submission to the Father's will, you can come to be submission to my will. Matthew 10, 24. If a person follow Christ, he should be willing to humble himself as his will. If you follow Jesus Christ, you got to humble yourself. You can't obey the flesh. There is no good thing in your flesh. The flesh wants you to say things that you don't have no business saying and make you walk in the place that you don't want to walk. Amen. You don't. Amen. We are not led by the flesh, but we are led by the spirit. I'm talking about Christians. The cause of Christ is much greater than one individual. If one is called upon to sacrifice pride or a position in the interest of a greater cause, he must be willing to do so. Amen. Ever what the Lord done call you out to be, you must be willing to pay that price. I've been the only have been done for Christ will be sufficient anyway. Ever what you do for Christ, it's going to be sufficient. Let this mind be in you, which was also in Christ Jesus. God bless you in radio land. This is Dr. Morton Knight saying, let this mind be in you, which was also in Christ Jesus. We must humble ourselves and humble like this, and, and amen, we must bless others more than we bless in ourselves. Humble yourselves under the hands of the almighty God. This is Dr. Moore and his staff saying, God bless you. We love you tonight. Let's keep lifting up the name of Jesus until next week into the hands of my announcer. That was from coming from Dr. Moore. We thank you for all those who listened in. We say we love you and Godspeed. Until next week, good night and God bless everybody. Bye-bye. Hey, all done, Grandpa.